You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, the Thanksgiving special. We are your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search Locked On to get podcast on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the panel from the mean streets of Cotswold, David Walker. Thanksgiving special is becoming my favorite episode of the year, Doug. I don't want to speak too soon. But it's my favorite. Well, listen, it's a tradition here on the show. This is our fifth Thanksgiving special, and uh, it started all the way in Nashville, Tennessee, where I started this show. And I'm actually going back uh, to Nashville for Thanksgiving. So everything's full circle, circle of life, Thanksgiving special. Uh, Let's get into it. We've got uh, Steve Bob Forrest from the the third floor of the Gittimer.com studios. From the top rope. Uh, well said, David. Uh, just It just feels good. It's got a good vibe already. Thanksgiving's great because whatever the first thing is that kicks off Thanksgiving, you just know you're in for like four days of the best eating. Four day, wait, what was that sound? Four days of sneezes. Yeah, that was like uh, some sort of chipmunk. That was probably that was probably from the capital city, Raleigh, North Carolina, our good friend, uh, Nick Denning. I, I apologize for any sound effects that you hear. You know, we're trying a new method this tonight with the sound. And, oh, and Nick's mic is hot. A lot of things. Exactly. Nick's so, mic is hot. You got four days of air leaving your body in some form or fashion. <laughs> uh, Nick, this is, I think this, I know it's Steve Bob's first Thanksgiving special. Nick, I believe this is your first Thanksgiving special as well. It is. It is. I'm, I'm really I'm just touched to be here. Well, listen, for the for the people that don't know anything about the Thanksgiving special, which might be a lot of you, uh, we're going to talk about our Thanksgiving starting five lineup. So it could be food. It could be family related. It's just our chance to talk about Thanksgiving and uh, the why we love it. And then finally, we're going to wrap things up with uh, what we're thankful for Hornets edition. But first, it's Draft Wednesday here on Locked on Hornets presented by Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? 80%. That's why Draft is my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft as well. Play in a real live NBA draft right now, be done in under five minutes, and get paid out the very next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one virtually whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code LOHORNETS, that's LOHORNETS, Play in a real money draft for free just by using my promo code LOHORNETS, but it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you're going to love it that they're even offering Locked On Hornets listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. There's no risk. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LOHORNET. Sign up today so that you can play with us. LOH Doug, LOH Nick, LOH David. You can follow us and play whenever we play 
on draft.com. All right, we're going to start with our uh, tradition here on the Thanksgiving special, our Thanksgiving starting five lineup. Uh, This is kind of an open-ended question, guys. This is not, I don't want to put any restrictions on this because, you know, we're in an era of NBA basketball that is positionless. So I'm going to open it up to the floor. Let's start with a a couple of the newbies. Uh, Steve, Bob, why don't you get us started with your starting five? Would love to, guys. And uh, now I'm glad you said before that that uh, that we can incorporate other things because I, I was going to take an approach. I'm going with a big three philosophy, okay? <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't need the five because, you know, when it comes – I was going through the options and, guys, it really – it seems like there's a 100 things on your plate there, but there's only like five – four or five things you really need. And so for me, I, I'm just going to spend all my money on, on these three guys. Uh, number one, my captain, I'm going green bean cast. Uh, Got to have a nice crispy top on that thing. Uh, it's just my favorite. Okay. It's, I think green bean casserole is like, it's like a Russell Westbrook, you know, like a small market superstar. Um, it's not the best. It's not going to win Thanksgiving dinner on its own, but it's, it's my guy. It's my favorite. Well, now hold, hold on, stay. I got to stop you because I, I really I have to disagree with you on this First one I, well, because <laughs> I, I feel like, honestly, that green bean casserole for me is one of those Thanksgiving dishes that's very inconsistent, like year to year. You don't. And it's because different people always end up bringing the green bean casserole. It's not something that one person really specializes in. So it ends up being like good one year, bad. the next. It's almost it's like the Frank Kaminsky to me of, of Thanksgiving foods. Right. It's like good one year, bad. You know, you get good Frank, you get bad Frank sometimes. Do you guys have foods like that on your table that are that are sort of inconsistent like that? Well, let me let me just come back at you. Now, you sound like uh, one of those Golden State Warriors fans talking about <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Now, uh, you're sound a little privileged and uh, kind of like like you don't really care about the game of basketball and what it means to me personally. Or uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Now, like I said, uh, you know, it's just my guy, and uh, and it, it's, it's it's pretty ferocious and dominant on my plate. And, uh, you know, so you, you can have fun with, with all your options over there and all your superstar turkeys and all that. But, uh, you know, I'm good with my GBC. However, I do have to agree with you. I think it is kind of like Frank Kaminsky because uh, if it's bad, I, I get, I'm really mad. I'm like, come on, green bean casserole. It's, I did, but, but there's so much. There's, I'm like, that's my guy. Well, there's well, there's so I think there's so much going on, right? I mean, there's so many aspects to the green bean casserole that any one element goes wrong, and and the whole dish can be ruined. But I want to throw it out to David and Nick: Is there a dish like that for you, Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving, that seems like oh, it could be great one year and maybe not so great the next? Well, I, I was just going to say that much like Frank Kaminsky, Green Bean Casserole, also a great Twitter follow. So uh, go find him on Twitter at Green Bean Cast. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this real? I got to look at this. Up. I call them my hater blockers. Right, exactly. Uh, inconsistent dishes. Um, Couldn't you man, say that? Nick, go ahead if you got one. I, I, I do, I do have one. Flagship. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I Honestly, it's it's turkey. It's like, Sometimes, you know, like I, it's never like I have huge expectations for Turkey, but like some like they're, they're occasionally one, like one or two years, you'll get it, you'll eat it and you'll go, wow, this is actually good this year. Maybe it's just the way that it was cooked. Um, you know, maybe there's the right kind of gravy on top of it. Um, other years, you're just like, you take a couple of bites. It's incredibly dry. And you're just like, this is not, this is just not happening. I'm going to go straight for the sides. That's a bold choice. 
I guess I, I, I usually have two or three stuffings, so maybe one of them is off one year. I'm trying That's to true. think, though. I think green bean casserole is really the uh, standout as far as inconsistent play. To me, I I, I would go the uh, – what is it? It's like the candied yams, the thing with the marshmallows on it. Somebody yeah, always well. brings some version of that. And first of all, I'm not even sure what it's called. Is it is it yams? <laughs> is it sweet potato? Is it have marshmallows? Is it a food? <laughs> is it a dessert? It could be yeah, anything. True. I mean, it's just like the it, it's it's all over the place. That's like a it's like a Dion Waiters, you know. All right, who's rounding out your top three, Steve? Okay, I'll run out my top three. I'll, I'll run through these quicker. I got uh, I'm going uh, now specifically Sister Schubert's dinner yeast rolls uh, mm-hmm. is my thing. Now, now I'll tell you why. It seems a little boring, but it's kind of like a it's like a go bear. I look at it as like a rim protector because. It cleans the plate, right? I, I, yeah. There's a lot of sauces going on on a, on a Thanksgiving dinner plate, you know, and uh, and it's and it's protecting me on the back. And a little gravy slips off. Oh, whoops! He's he's got my my me covered. You know, he's going to clean that up. The cleanup crew. Um, he doesn't need the ball very much. You know, the roll is a good good guy to have on the on the plate. And then the uh, roll man. Up, the roll man, yes, pick and roll. <laughs> and uh, you know, to finish it, I, I would just say. Cranberry sauce is uh, really underrated, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's a big. It makes everybody better. You know, you can kind of put it on anything on the on the plate. Uh, it's like a Steve Nash, you know, uh, Jason Kidd distributor. You know, it's just it's just looking to help everybody else out, and it, and it has a little razzle dazzle to it. So, all right, Dave, big- uh, let's let's uh, David. I want to hear your your top five. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to start in the middle. The man in the middle, the traditional center, is turkey. Uh, a lot is being said about the new stretch five ham. Um, but I say, give me that traditional turkey in the middle to hold it down. I need that guy there. He's never going away in some form or fashion, just like the White Howard traditional center will always be there. Now, my three positions, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, all interchangeable. Very today's NBA. The 3 and D guys can play any of those. Potatoes, however you want them. Au gratin, mashed, uh, boiled, uh, baked. Whatever you want to do those potatoes, bring them in the plate. Mac and cheese, got to have the mac and cheese. And then the stuffing. Those three guys can go any way you want. You can start them in any of those three positions, and they're going to pay off for you. The most important, the point guard. This guy makes everything happen. He makes everything a little better. You don't want to overdo him. Don't want to be too ball dominant or he's going to ruin your day. And that's bourbon. I need a little bit of bourbon <laughs> to make the meal go. You know, not, not just the meal, but the family, the tension, the, it's just a, it's just a Thanksgiving lubricant. Now, David, good locker room guy. Good locker room guy. Have oh, we, great locker room guy. Speaking <laughs> of great locker room guy, uh, Matthew McConaughey has been uh, known to hang around uh, the University of Texas locker room. And uh, have you guys seen this commercial? I don't. It's not a commercial. This is he is the new creative director for Wild Turkey. <laughs> it is probably the single greatest thing that's happened in look 2017. This up, look uh, this up it, on YouTube. It's Matthew by far McConaughey. The best thing America has going right now. Wild it, it Turkey. Fantastic document. You, yeah, you mentioned he's creative director. Okay, I'm going to play a couple of clips from this. Okay, let's let's go to this one first. Where this is Matthew McConaughey essentially giving himself a position at Wild Turkey. I want to have my hands in the clay of how we tell a story. And I want to be a part of the whole story, not just the character in it. So 
This is my new gig, creative director <laughs> of the new Wild Turkey campaign. I just imagine somebody at Wild Turkey going, Matthew, you have to stop calling yourself that. We, you're not on the payroll. This is not an official. We Hashtag just- hands on the club. Wait, well, this this is one of those situations like it could happen here. If Matthew McConaughey called you up and he was like, dude, I want to I just want to be on the show. You'd be like, OK, I'm creative. Yeah. I have a, I have health insurance and dental and also eye insurance as well. Dude, no, you guys just, have got to go. We will tweak this out. I mean, this is a six minute. I don't even know what it is. I would like. It's can I play commercial. some more? Can I play some more clips yeah. from this, David? All yeah. right. The masses are asking for authentic ma- bourbon, masses. bourbon light. Authentic, authentic <laughs> None, bourbon. Don't ever give me bourbon light. This uh, one, the best part of this video, David, is when uh, he goes to the. So it's a family business that he visits that makes this bourbon in Kentucky. And of which he is not a part of w- that family. Uh, maybe, not maybe not. He's trying to he's trying to work his way in. You know, dress yeah, for the job. Dress for the job you want. He was in this great flannel shirt. Looked like Elmer Fudd. Looked like a hipster Elmer Fudd. And uh, he goes and takes uh, a sip of the secret stash of the the grandfather of this farm. And uh, let's take a listen to that. Well, let me ask you this: Have you got any kind of secret stash in here? I've got some bourbon was made and bottled for prohibition. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this thing is uh, fantastic. It opens up on just like a forest. You pan down. He's just walking. It looks mo- like he's walking through the forest. <laughs> it looks he's like the like, beginning of Blair Witch Project. <laughs> it's awesome. Wait, do I you mean, know, he is, he is a national treasure. I, I, I thank him so much. I like to think he got to that forest just straight out of that Cadillac commercial or whatever those were, <laughs> which were also like, it just yeah. seemed like they wrote a blank check. They're like, yeah, just do whatever you want. And then they filmed him driving around talking like a madman. Well, that's real nice. <laughs> it's not a story here in Wild Turkey that I think deserves to be told. <laughs> I find it entertaining. I mean, like, I it inspiring. I find it entertaining. That's going to be, by the way, I don't want I hate to call out memes and, and say that it's going to be a recurring thing, but this is. I find it entertaining. <laughs> I find it inspiring. <laughs> oh, it's, it is uh, Christmas come early for me. He uh, makes oh. He makes a good point, though, oh. because uh, bourbon has been underrepresented as a voice so far <laughs> in, in entertainment, you know? I'm glad he's he's taking that on as a project. Nick. Man, I'm so lost right now. <laughs> I'm I'm not, not, I need to see yourself, it. I, I'm just imagining him, like, in his, uh, like, True Detective season one, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Ponytail, mustache, just cutting beer cans and talking about not terribly far off. Right, right. Um, Okay, my my five, my starting five. So I'm completely completely positionalist here. So although I do have a franchise player, I do have a franchise player, but I'll I'll save that for last. Um, I am like David. I need some kind of alcohol. It's usually kind of a mixture, whatever kind of whatever's kind of put forth in front of me. Need a little bit, you know to kind of smooth things over. Sure. Um, fried Turkey. Has anyone had fried Turkey? It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's that, that's, that's a good Frank Kaminsky performance. Um, cream corn, put a little cayenne pepper in there, half and half. That's pretty good. 
uh, green bean casserole. I've only had good green bean casserole, mainly my wife's. So like, I can't, oh, well. like, you know, I, I, I've never had, I can't really, I couldn't share that, you know, that experience with y'all. Thank you. Nick. Uh, I was going to mention that as well. It's, I didn't want to insult anybody on, uh, Nick, uh, on Doug's family, but <laughs> right. You don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then kicking it all off the franchise player, um, is uh, Papa Dennings, as I'm going to call him, um, his mashed potatoes. So what he does is he gets red potatoes. Yes. Leaves leaves few of the skins in there. I like it. Um, gets chopped chives, cheddar cheese. Okay. Obvious, obviously butter, and then bacon bacon bites. Um, and what did I write here? Oh yeah, and then throws a little cream in there. And I'm they're just and the, I approve this message. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're they're the thing I look forward to most. I don't really care about anything else. I find it entertaining. I find it inspiring. I loved all of that. Papa <laughs> <laughs> Denning special. That sounded amazing. Yeah. So um, that's the anyway. thing is every everybody's like there's a specific dish that you just get from somebody you know only right. you've ha- you've had it your whole life because it's the specific recipe and that's that's the real key. Uh, to any Thanksgiving dinner, that whatever that dish is, your grandma or whoever makes. Yeah, what? I've got my dad's oyster stuffing. Ooh. I didn't put that in there because it's uh, it's a it's a it's a heater off the bench, but it is yeah truly special. What is your what is your Thanksgiving strategy? See, I, I am very much about getting a little bit on my plate from everything that I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I don't want it, it's not going to be on my plate. I'm very I'm very decisive in that way. But I, I want to get a little bit of everything and then just sort of feel out the, the, the plate and decide later if I want to go back and get a little extra turkey, maybe throw on some cranberry. I'm just I'm very I'm, I'm, I'm very like I want the each Thanksgiving to be its own thing. Like it's not I don't want to be one of these guys who's like every Thanksgiving I have to have seconds of cranberry sauce. No, no, no. If, if, if it's a turkey kind of Thanksgiving, then I'm going to have extra turkey. But I have to figure that out on the first helping. You got you to set your power rankings. You know, you have that first dish. You, eat, you take a little power bit of everything. Power rankings, yes. Well, you can yeah. see whose night it is. Uh, some right. nights it's, it's a stuffing. Some nights turkey's got us going. Some nights mac and cheese is mm. just on fire. You got to feed him and feed yourself. Yeah, you, that's right. It it kind of comes down to the coaching. That's where we come in. You know, it's you got to coach the plate up. Sometimes know? it's just all bourbon. Sometimes I'm just <laughs> going full bourbon. Um, go that way. All right, are you ready for my Thanksgiving starting five? I'm so excited about this one. So, Give it to us. point forwards are all the rage this season. You've got Ben Simmons. You've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. These big guys who can who can carry an offense. So I'm ditching my normal point guard. For the past four years, I've gone bread as my point guard. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, bread's got to sit the bench this year because I'm going for a great Thanksgiving pre-meal appetizer, a point forward in sausage balls. That's going to carry. It's going to yeah. carry. It's going to wow. carry my offense this year. Sausage balls, a fantastic appetizer to get you ready. It's a great football snack. If if you're if you're into like doing the football before the meal, it's fantastic. Sausage balls, point forward, incorporate it into your Thanksgiving uh, routine. We, I am this. No, I'm with you, dude. Those those are 
sausage balls. I've never heard of such a thing. How about so many ways you can do it too? Yeah, that's right. It's very, it's very malleable. It's very, um, it's going to, it's a good point guard because it's going to absorb the coaching, right? It's going to absorb whoever is making it. Yeah. It's sausage and breading and that's it. And you bake Mm -hmm. it and it's delicious. Okay. At shooting guard, I'm going with a lanky, long-range bomber. Of course, I'm talking about fresh-cut green beans. I'm on a health kick lately. Really going to help move the ball later on, if you know what I'm talking about. At small forward, I want a defensive stopper, something that's going to smother the competition. Like Michael Kidd Gilchrist, you can put it on any turkey wing, breast, or leg, and know it's going to step up to the challenge. I'm talking gravy. Gravy's my small forward. At, Paul, at power forward, I'm going potatoes au gratin. And you might be thinking, Doug, these potatoes just got a whole bunch of cheese. Got a whole <laughs> bunch of cheddar. Maybe some gruyere. Maybe you switched it up on the potatoes au gratin. Got a big contract. It's going to slow down. But no, it's going to keep rolling because the thing about potatoes are they are consistent hard workers just like my man Marvin Williams, who might only be putting up eight points a game right now, but is just doing so many other things, consistent night after night, 41% from beyond the arc, potatoes all gratin, give them the money, give them the cheddar, put them in your belly. And finally, at center, I need someone willing to constantly reinvent themselves because that's what's happening to the center position right now. It only exists uh, on with our friends at draft.com. Everywhere else is positionless. Someone who isn't afraid to be a staple sometimes, a side dish at other times, you know who I'm talking about. It's been in my Thanksgiving starting five year after year. I'm, of course, talking about sweet potato casserole, my favorite at every Thanksgiving. That's my Thanksgiving starting five. That was beautiful. Whew. I'm glad I yeah, ate before yeah. this. I'm glad I, I'm glad <laughs> I consumed a pizza. You don't want to, you don't want to like go to, go to the supermarket hungry. I'm glad I didn't go to this podcast hungry. In the, in that same vein, I've been noticing like places around, I was somewhere the other night and they had, Oh, at the game, they had like a Thanksgiving dinner food stand. I'm like, is, what do you guys think about that? Eating I don't want to. I, I waited all year for this meal. I don't want to like get a, a crappy version of it the night before. Yeah. Oh, they had the. Are you talking about the Carvery, the sandwich station? Well, like, like restaurants will do this. They'll be like, "Oh, it's Thanksgiving week. We got a turkey sandwich with gravy and cranberries." I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm big. Three weeks. Ago. I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, if it's a real like uh, Publix, the pub subs that are big yeah. right now, they're doing one of these like Thanksgiving sandwiches. And it was absolutely amazing. That's a th- I mean, I can just see give it a chance. There. Just give yeah. it a chance, Steve. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying I threw it out to the. I'm throwing it out to you guys because I, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I, I do kind of want entertaining. To I find it inspiring. <laughs> what are we thankful for? Just throw them uh, out there. Listen, this is yeah. Thanksgiving. This is time. This is something that we do at every one of our Thanksgivings. We go around the table. We say what we're. <laughs> you know, one or one or two things that we're thankful for. So let's do it here at our, we're having a little Friendsgiving right now, a little Hornets Friendsgiving. So just throw them out there. What are you thankful for Hornets or, or otherwise? Well, obviously thankful for the new creative director at wild Turkey. <laughs> um, in all truthfulness, this it's fantastic. I'm so excited about this, but Hornets wise, I'm thankful for Dwight Howard guys. Um, I think he is just something that the Hornets have not had. He's given them a new element. You saw him in all his glory 
uh, in the last game with the 2020 outing. And uh, so I'm just excited that he's here when he plays and he's enjoying himself. It makes everything else go better. So I think uh, that's what I'm, one of the things I'm thankful for for this Hornets team so far. And I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, love the levity that I'm thankful for Dwight Howard bringing a little levity and a little character to the locker room, David. How many times have we talked about over the years that, you know, this Hornets team is consistent, but they're also a little boring. A little plain rice. A little you know plain I mean? rice. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes sometimes you need a little cheese over that rice. And 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 I think I was talking to a, a friend of cheese. He's he's full of cheese. And, and the thing is when you're a Houston or maybe you're a Los Angeles with Kobe Bryant or you know you're you're the Orlando Magic before he left and you have championship aspirations that that cheese, maybe you want a little white rice, maybe you want a little plain rice, right? But uh, you know, I, I think I think it can wear thin if you have cha- championship aspirations. But when you're a team just sort of trying to go out there and loosen up and have fun and trying to win a playoff series, then it's then it's fun to have a little levity and a little character. Yeah, absolutely. On, on that note, I'm 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 thankful for Dwight Howard's just his made free throws. Just thankful oh. anytime he makes one. But I, I agree with everyone else with, with Dwight, but that specifically. I'm thankful for put-back dunks. According to Cleaning the Glass, the Hornets are 10th in the league in put-back plays per miss and 12th in points per miss. It's added a new dim- a dimension to their offense. They've gone from near last in the league in offensive rebounding percentage the past three years all the way up to 15th. And it's not only Dwight Howard, it's also Cody Zeller. Zeller's averaging almost three offensive rebounds a game off the bench, up from 2.2 last season. It's added a new element to Zeller's game, and we're starting to see his outside shot come along as well. I'm thankful for that. I mean, if not just the three, the three-pointer that he hit the other night, that's fine. That's entertaining. That's inspiring. But... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but if he hits that just you know 16 17 footer consistently oh man i mean that's going to add another element uh completely to the hornets offense especially on off the bench so yeah i'm thankful yeah. for put back dunks though i mean it's been it, it's been and, and that's that's the kind of thing and and dwight seems to do it even more when he's at home in the spectrum center and that's the kind of thing on a monday night where the crowd might not be as electric uh, it, that's the kind of thing that gets everybody up on their feet. And I thought I thought a few of those plays that he put down on Monday energized the crowd. Yeah. Hey, Doug, did you see Dwight Howard and Michael Carter Williams doing some light sprints after the game last night? Did you see that either in person or did any of you guys see that on social media after the tweet, game? Yeah. yeah. Well, two games. So they did it two games ago as well. Uh, this is this is like a they're they're forming a tradition. Where they they go so the first time I think they were they were doing some shot drills and then in the in the next night yeah they were the last two in the locker room because they had gone to do their their drills. Wow, interesting. You think that's him getting MCW kind of in game shape, just getting his win back, or just you know forming a little bond there? Uh, I think that well, you've seen Dwight Howard take out the rookies. I I think that's the thing. Like yeah. you hear, we heard so many stories, David. 
about teammate of the year, teammate of the year. Well, yeah, but we heard so many other stories about him getting into it with Dennis Schroeder. And maybe there were some teammates that were mad at him about not going up uh, and answering questions to the media when they lost ball games and, and his attitude in the playoffs. And, and he really kind of rubbed some of his teammates the wrong way, but everything that I've seen so far, I mean, I've seen Kimba and him talking for a long time in the locker room about strategy, about different things. I've seen him, you know, again, have a great relationship with the two rookies. I've seen uh, you, you see now him and MCW forming this uh, bond where they go out on, and, and run sprints on the court. Uh, it's just interesting because it, <clears throat> it completely goes against the grain of everything that you've seen and heard about him before. I think the thing about Dwight is that his, you know, it's all this personality stuff around his whole career and he was great. And his hall of fame, you know, resume comes from the, the Orlando years where he was the only dude there in a small market that, you know, that desperately needed a superstar. Um, they'd been left before, you know, the only guy they had, but Shaq and I guess they had T-Mac and great help, but they got injured and stuff. So when he left, it's like Dwayne kind of has to just be the main guy because he is a goofball and he is fun. And he kind of has to be in a small market where they're desperate for a superstar because he's not that serious. And that's why it's like, it's a perfect fit here. We've never had, he's the most famous basketball player we've had, you know, arguably. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. uh, and it doesn't, we don't care that like Charlotte doesn't care that he's not the Dwight Howard Hall of Fame guy. And he, he can mm-hmm. still turn it on every once in a while. Like he's still good enough to to be a, a quality NBA player. But it's just a, a great fit for him. Um, and that that's what I thought we really desperately needed. Like it's Kemba's team, but he's not he's not a vocal leader, no. you know, not outwardly. And we need somebody to kind of pull the spotlight and have some personality. It's a weird thing to think about needing, but um yeah, you kind of just need somebody to be like the face and like the the, the media get all the get all the camera time and just do goofy stuff and I like I love he gets he gets into it with guys like he was he him and Towns were like going at it last night like he he I think that really energized him you know the games changed so much for centers since he came into the league and uh, when he gets against a, a guy that he can bang with it's like he's like oh yeah I remember I remember this and he, like he was a monster last night. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be interesting for Dwight though to do some of these things that he does, like goofy things, and 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 you know, but but they they kind of make headlines, but they really don't in Charlotte. You know, it's yeah. not like it's not like doing it in Houston. It's not like doing it in Los yeah. Angeles. Um, there's just if a you're different following the Hornets. Like I don't feel like anyone that's not following the Hornets, even some people that aren't that are following the Hornets, they aren't paying attention. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's good or bad, but like, well, it might point, be good. I, I think it might be good for Dwight and, and the resurgence of his career. If, if there's some, some quiet time where, where things outside of or off the court are, are frustrating him. You know, if, if he just keeps his frustrations to what's going on on the court, I think that's probably a better thing for Dwight My, Howard, probably yeah. a better thing for the Hornets as well. My favorite Dwight non-paying attention moment happened like really early on when there was an uproar because he was missing free throws. And was, I'm like, guys, that's that's kind of what he does. He, miss, he makes <laughs> yeah. one, he misses one. He makes one, he misses one. Just settle in. Enjoy the ride. All right, we talked a lot right. about Dwight Howard. Uh, I'm thankful for Kemba Walker, though. I, I mean, his uh, his ability to lead this basketball team and and even, you know, he, he went through a little tough stretch there on that road uh, losing streak, but he is, I'm thankful that he has found his offensive swagger again and he's found his, what I think, 
is going to be an all NBA form. I mean, if he keeps this, if he keeps this offensive efficiency up, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's getting attention. He's getting the right kind of attention from, from sort of the basketball, the national basketball heads. And uh, I think it could lead to him uh, getting a, his first all NBA berth. Mm. You know, I, I think he's, he's going to get a lot of attention as the season goes, um, particularly with the all-star weekend, a lot of attention. I mean, like if there's anything that all-star weekend will focus on in Charlotte, it's going to be Kemba and Dwight. Um, and if Kemba's having a great year and the Hornets are playing, playing well, then yeah, I think that's going to only really help the stock. But um, Nick, I'm all NBA. I'm asking you to commit to it right now. Yes or no. All NBA. Lock it in, Nick. Lock it in. You know, as much as I'd love to, I, that's such a hard, hard um, accolade. Well, look, right off, right off the top of the head, you got Curry, Harden, Westbrook. Uh, he's been, I'd say he's been better than Westbrook. Kyrie, that's four. Yeah. I think so. Um, I, I mean, he's he's he's, a, yeah. he's where he does he up there? I mean, John Wall, John Wall, and Kyrie. So that's what like <clears> five <throat> or six. It, it'll it, he'll have a shot there, especially I, if they can get back up in, into the into the standings in the East. I mean, I just think they reward winning in so many of that's in so many of those um, categories that winning helps, and that's yeah. been his downfall. Especially, I mean, it was close two years ago. It was even a little close last year up until the last minute for All Star berth. So wins obviously help. Yeah, I would say that's the caveat. They're going to have to if they, if they're a five seed or up. I think that yeah, he he could get that third team because he'll obviously be the most focal part of that, and that you know that would be a big jump for the Hornets too. So I think I would lock it in if they if they get that if they go on a tear here, which you know they could. They got everybody back now. Yeah, it's actually I think what I'm most thankful for is a healthy roster now. I mean it's. You know, I don't think any way you can't really have any excuses anymore. And now we actually get to see whether this team is as good as we think they can be. So, you know, hopefully that stays. stays yeah, that was case. that was going to be my uh, give thanks to for the healthy team because this I was really excited about this. And I, you know, we we had that six game losing streak, and you just kind of lose interest. You're like, I guess this is just what we are. But you forget that I, I, when I was looking at the roster before the season started, you're like, man, this team could be really good. Now the East has had a lot of surprises this year. And it's like, the, the, it's been a fun season to see like, who's surprisingly good and yeah. coming up. But um, I'll, I'll give two specific ones because these are, these are guys that I had given up on or didn't care about to begin with. And the first one, I was at the game last night, lucked out into some incredible seats. And I, I never seen MKG really up close that much or pay attention to him on offense. I, I'm thankful for MKG's offensive game. Uh, that sounds weird to say, but it's like he's really fun to watch. Like th- what those moves he does in the lane, he's like a, a dang running back. You know, he's, yeah. he's 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 got that. I don't know how he doesn't get called for like an offensive foul, but he never does for those like that arm hook thing he does. He just creates a, a ton of space. Um, but yeah, I just saw like four different times he just basically cradled the ball into a little bread basket like a like a running back and just cut just blasted through the lane um and he's just he's just a fun guy to watch uh, the biggest surprise though to me and I'm that I'm excited about was uh was Kemba preseason going to bat like really hard like for MCW and I was like that's weird I don't know that what the connection is there everybody thinks that guy could basically be out of the league um 
and Kemba just never, you never hear about Kemba saying anything about anybody anyway. So that, that was intriguing to me and seeing him out there last night, the first game, he didn't look so good or the last game, he didn't look so good. But last night I was like, this guy can do some stuff. It's just, he's that size guy. He had that great, um, you know, rookie year on a terrible team. He put up numbers. And then the whole thing is like, he can't shoot. Right. And he can't, his shot is, is really gross. Right. It's a bad shot, but, but that that's like the game's changing so rapidly. Like you look at Ben Simmons is dominant and he, that's, everyone says that that's the first thing to say about him. They're like, he's amazing. He can't shoot. And he's, and he's just dominating. Like, MCW, he's not going to be that good. He's not as explosive or whatever, but you no. do see it when a guy's that long, you know, it's just like he he's, he just gets his hand on the ball a lot. He's kind of all over the place. Like he was grabbing rebounds. His stat line didn't look like anything, but I was really impressed by seeing him out on the court. And I was like, hey, man, if this guy pans out, that'd be an incredible, you know, backup point guard. So I'm excited to see how he uh, continues to develop for our team going forward. I'm thankful yeah. for, I'm definitely thankful for the nest. Uh, this special gives us a chance to thank everyone who helps makes, make this show happen from the people that listen to the people who watch and the people who chat with us on youtube.com forward slash locked on Hornets and to have given their hard earned cheddar to help us do what we love on patreon.com forward slash LOH. We're growing every day. We're closer to the team than ever before, and we're working hard to bring you our brand of analysis and fun. And no matter what happens this season, we're going to enjoy doing this show for you, and we hope you enjoy it as well, and tell a friend. Uh, that'll do it for us here on Locked On Hornets. Go to draft.com and sign up with our promo code Locked On LO Hornets. That's the promo code LO Hornets. And play fa- fantasy basketball with us. No show tomorrow. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Overcast, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Locked On Hornets. We're back again on Friday to recap. Uh, the Wizards game plus preview a a big game against the Cavaliers coming up uh, later in the week for David and Steve and Nick I'm Doug go Hornets go America let's swarm Charlotte